0: Welcome to Naruto Rewatch, episode 11 to 15. Uh, last time we left off, um, basically the two guys specifically were training. Uh, Sakura had already apparently mastered chakra control, but the guys, the Naruto and Sasuke, they were still struggling to get up to, on the tree. So, uh, coming off from that, uh, episode 11... Com- starts with uh, Sakura gar- guarding the bridge while Tazuna's working on the bridge. She's yawning because she's sleepy. Um, Tazuna basically asks, uh, where is Naruto and Sasuke? Uh, Sakura says, they're training, and I can protect you. Tazuna essentially has a response that basically said, yeah, bitch, please. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so then the scene progresses to a worker or, a, or slash buddy um, his name is Gichi, and, Gichi I think, and ta- he basically goes up to Tazuna and says, yeah, this isn't really worth it. I don't want to do this anymore. This is too dangerous. This, there's no hope for this country. Um, Tazuna basically retorts by saying this is the only hope for the country, and he's willing to do whatever he, he needs to do to finish this bridge so that this country, this land, the land of the waves, has a way to survive. And his response to his buddy is basically, don't let the don't let the door hit you on the way out, is basically kind of sums up how, how he responded to his bu- little buddy slash worker. Um, the scene then goes to Naruto and Sasuke, still going up the tree, but they can't reach the top. Uh, the scene then skips back to Tazuno and Sakura the, as they walk through the streets of the Land of the Waves and they see how poor everyone is there's you know beggars everywhere there's you know these kids who are looking for food uh, there was a specific kid who yanks on uh, Sakura's dress um, and basically asks her for money she goes into a store and finds out there's literally like nothing in the store there's like scraps of food like you know little little things there this country this land of the waves is broke basically um, the scene then skips back to Sasuke and uh, Naruto, who um, who basically still can't reach the top, and they're getting tired, and Sasuke is running out of ideas, and Sasuke begrudgingly asks um, Naruto uh, for advice, and specifically for what Sakura told Naruto, and. Naruto has the biggest shit-eating grin and ultimately doesn't tell him and Sasuke gets mad and they continue to train. Uh, anything you want to add?
1: Uh, yeah, other than that, you know, One of the Ways is r- super-duper economically barren. Uh, I was wondering, you know, I guess you know care kind of how the u s helps other countries why why aren't uh, other countries helping the land of waves shouldn't the land of waves have you know some sort of uh resource that uh, you know gato was trying to well
0: like you know i mean i don't want to get too political but u s yeah. quote unquote helps you know yeah, other yeah, countries
1: quote, quote. <laughs>
0: yeah quote-unquote helps other countries i i mean we don't know the details of what the the why but like you know the assumption i have is that you know this everyone's got their own problems like you know (laughs) you know all the all the other lands are basically yeah yeah you yeah we got our own problems we ain't got time and resources to actually help you and maybe it's just like it's a very you know hidden issue because like the land of the hidden <clears throat> the land of fire and the uh what's it called the leaf village like they had no idea that um that the land of waves was was that poor you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: so, I assume it's like kind of a well hidden thing and the only person that was I guess quote unquote willing to help them was Gato but you know he's basically terrorizing the country by essentially I don't want to say enslaving the place but he's not giving anything back really and he's kind of like, you know, leaving these people out for, to fend for themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that. Like, I gotta say, this episode doesn't talk too much about the characters themselves, besides, you know, well, actually, we'll get into, you know, our favorite guy in Nari.
0: We will get into him. Uh, this, going back to the recap, uh, these, the next scene, um, Everyone's back at the house, and Naruto and Sasuke are relentlessly eating because they're trying to, you know, get energy to continue training. They're rivals, and they, they want to beat each other, so they want to eat as much as they can. Uh, Sakura asks about the family picture, and he, specifically why that, why there's a torn face, um, or like basically why there's a rip, there's a part of the picture that's ripped out, and like it seems like there's a person. That specifically is ripped out from the picture. And. Inari, Inari walks out at the question. And Tazuna. Uh, d- decides to tell everyone the story. About Kaiza. Um, so. Uh, b- before that really quickly. Kaiza apparently is not the dad. He came into the fam. He basically became part of the family. But he basically is the dad of the, of the family. And yeah. Well, I'll be just calling him Kaiza. Um, so. Tazuna tell, tells the story, Inari and Kaiza were very close. Uh, the first flashback is Inari being held up by bullies, who are essentially holding this little puppy hostage. And they throw the little puppy into the water, and then it's decided to throw Inari into the water as well. Yeah, uh, not so much about Inari, but like because they threw that little puppy into the water like that, these little shitbags... There are things I would like to do these bullies that I don't think I can say on this podcast.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know what to say either, but other than that, they they need they need some
0: disciplining. They they need some, they need some parents is what they fucking need. I, Um, you know, uh, so that happens. Inari is drowning. The puppy, hilariously, in almost a comedy segment, learns how to swim right away, (laughs) and basically Uh swims itself to safety, and just kind of runs away. Doesn't even give a flying fuck about, uh, Inari at all. And, uh, yeah, Inari is drowning. He, I think he faints, and Kaiza jumps into the water to save him. Uh, he wakes up next to the campfire that, uh, Kaiza has, uh, created or has built um and uh, kaiser tells him that he's talked with the bullies and that they won't be bothering him anymore and he he proceeds to have a conversation with inari about courage and how when basically when they when he has something precious uh he needs to protect it with his life with everything that he's got and after that conversation they become inseparable and the flat, and then Kiz, or Kazuna, Tazuna, sorry, Tazuna, uh, continues to tell the story of Kaisa. Kaisa was basically like the village hero. He was the do everything man, the guy that will risk anything to, you know, help his country, help the land of the waves. Like there's a scene where he jumps onto a, basically a very, a very strong current to try to basically like lock the gate. Uh, to basically stop the entire village from flooding, he's a very brave man and he's willing to do anything and everything for his uh, for his village. Now, basically everything was ha- happy go lucky and everything was good until Gato shows up. Gato basically sends his entire army to basically take over this village. The only person that steps up. And opposes Gato is Kaiser. And Kaiza fights everyone. Up until he couldn't. Um, it took literally everything that Gato had. All the thugs. To be able to capture Kaiza. And they beat him in a warehouse. And then publicly execute him. To set an example. So that basically to intimidate that. Anyone who uh, stands against Gato. Will suffer the same fate as Kaiza. They ca- execute him in public inari is very sad and actually start blaming kaiser is like why won't you protect me anymore you you left me i i, I have a note here bitch protect yourself <laughs> You fucking pussy ass little bitch and like he talked to you about courage where is your courage little man
1: yeah all all the talk all the stories that kaiser has done and helped inari to this point, or to, you know, the point before his death, is all for nothing. And yeah. he's now, you know, we're experiencing it through these episodes still. So, yeah, it's not until later, I guess, until he finally opens his eyes. But, you know, kind of, yeah, it really puts, a, like, a burn in Kaiser's like, legacy what he left for uh, Nari,
0: yeah, he's my, I, I get why he, the, you know, the character exists. Like, he, you know, it's supposed to show that Naruto can inspire people to change. But boy, it is, ins- it is an insufferable, like, ca- character archetype. The weak little shit who can't, like, do anything but for himself and has to rely on other people. And then to add insult, I guess, salt into the wound, like, is also, like, you know, a party pooper. And just shits on everything, like, oh my god, there's no hope, there's no nothing, there's nothing that anyone can do. Yeah, bitch, you're not gonna do anything. Naruto, my man Naruto, my man Sasuke and Sakura and Kakashi, they're gonna do something so that your bitch ass can, can, you know, continues complaining about shit. Like, bitch, grow the fuck up.
1: (sighs) Yeah, like I said before, these few episodes, all about Nari very hard to watch because he's he's gonna be that guy for however long until he sees the light and we'll get into that
0: yeah again i I hate this type of anime archetype or character archetype i know it's not exclusively an anime but like it's one of the reasons why i stopped watching a lot of anime because you know, for the sake of character development, you always have these characters that like always start out as like these weak little shits and like they slowly become very brave and very strong and have the courage, but I hate that archetype and it's one of the reasons why I stopped watching anime. Outside of kind of just getting bored of it, but yeah, he's my least favorite kinda of character archetype. Um just one more note on uh just you know what? I won't talk. I won't talk about it too much. Never mind. Let, let, let's just move on. Um, okay, yeah. on to episode 12. Uh, here, the scene. The episode opens up with Haku looking out and basically undoing his hair, and he changes into a pink kimono outfit with no sleeves, and he goes out to basically gather herbs for Zabuza, presumably. Um, I have a note here, like the way that he's dressed like it's it's got to be masashi trolling right like there it's just so feminine and like it's so i guess you know gender i guess like in terms of like gender it's so vague like i just i think this is a per, like a masterful troll job by masashi
1: yeah I, I mean they they made everything about him, like just super feminine like even the voice acting just like just everything like you could tell by the make like i guess you could say makeup or whatnot just just everything uh i can't imagine like reading the manga if you don't like catch like a like a specific pronoun that resembles him as a man you would you would most definitely mistaken him for a woman
0: uh, Masashi is by, for those that you don't know is the is the author of this Naruto series. I uh, should have mentioned that before, but yeah, like it, it's a it's actually a very common uh, anime trope where basically like they have these very pretty characters that turn out to be guys and the way that they're drawn is like meant to be feminine and I assume that's what Masashi's going for and like I think he just wants to mess with his readers. And yeah, like he, he is designed to look very he is designed to look very pretty and just very feminine and everything he does and again as you mentioned everything everything about him like his voice actor his looks like everything just looks feminine there isn't that much to indicate that he is a male you know
1: mm-hmm. and we have mentioned that he does look more pretty than sakura
0: <laughs> we haven't mentioned that just yet we'll get to that in a, oh. In a
1: bit oh okay uh,
0: uh, Haku sees Naruto lying um, lying on the ground after basically over-training, so he's tired. Uh, he has this menacing look, and it looks like he's about to go for Naruto's neck. The scene skips back to the house, and Sasuke's asking where Naruto is. And Sa- I think Kakashi was the one that t- tells him that he's probably out training. Sasuke goes out to look for him. Uh, the scene that goes back to Haku... Who, looks like he's about, who, again, looks like he's about to go for Naruto's neck, but instead just kind of grabs him by the shoulder and nudges him and wakes him up. Uh, Naruto wakes up, sees Haku, and blushes because he is a very, very pretty person. Um, Haku then kind of talks to Naruto and asks um, if Naruto has anyone precious in his life. And while he's doing that, Haku has a flashback to when he met Sabuza, Basically, he's he was basically out in the street, and you know he was trying to fight for his own food, and he basically beats up a dog in order to get like this gar these gar these like little leftovers in the dumpster, and he's on a bridge, and Zabuza happens to walk by, and I don't remember if they, if they do it here, but they base Zabuza basically says his eyes Haku Haku's eyes are the same as mine. I like you. I'm gonna take you in
1: no he he didn't say that just yet
0: (laughs) sadly i'm jumping ahead a little bit but like they they play these flashbacks and then they play a little bit more every other time so it's hard to keep track a lot of the time which flashback is which um anyways so haku goes on to tell uh, Naruto that people become strong when they have someone slash something to protect. And Naruto reminisces about when he saved Iruka-sensei, or when Iruka saved him first, and then uh, Naruto summons the thousand shadow clones to beat up, uh, oh, I've totally forgot his name now, but it's basically like he agrees and he reminisces about saving Iruka-sensei. And he agrees with Haku. Uh, Haku gets up to leave, and but before he leaves, he reveals to Naruto that he is indeed a boy. And Naruto says he's, be- and Naruto says he he, or Naruto can't believe it. He's because he's prettier than Sakura.
1: Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, he does look a lot better than Sakura.
0: Yeah, because I, I don't know. Some, something about Sakura, the way she's drawn or something, I th- I've never really found her attractive up until the Boruto series. I think Boruto, she looks really good. But,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I think it's also her you know, persona. It's kinda like, I don't know, something is there's also something about something negative about her that I didn't care for at the time.
0: And yeah, well, you know, you speak of, like, you know, character archetypes in anime, it's kind of that glitzy, stupid, you know, stupid girl that bim- a bit of a bimbo type type character where, like, you know, she, you know, purposely ignores um, Naruto's affections for her and goes for a guy who has no interest in her. And then just, and then, you know, we're, we're skipping ahead, but, like, can't really do anything either, right? Has to rely on other people to do her stuff. It's a bit of a, bit of kind of like a, you know, a cousin to the, uh, to the Inari archetype. And, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to not like about her, and, you know, yeah, we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah um kakashi and sakura look for sasuke and naruto oh before that uh sasuke and nar or sasuke and haku walk past each other and have a weirdly tense moment but nothing really happens um sasuke finds naruto uh and they continue to train uh, kakashi and sakura again look for naruto and sasuke they, they find naruto on top of the tree who has now mastered chakra control He tries to kind of troll uh, Kakashi and Sakura by acting like he's going to fall. He doesn't fall, but then all of a sudden does end up falling and ends up having to have Sasuke save him. And Sasuke calls him a loser for it. Um, In the next scene, Zabuza is seen recovering. And you know he's basically back to 100% because he crushes an apple with just one hand. Uh, uh, Then skips back uh, to Naruto and Sasuke reaching the very, very, very top of the tree. And they form some, a sort of a bromance with each other because they were the ones who pushed each other to become better. And now they have reached, uh, kind of figuratively, at least for, for now, like the, the mountaintop together. The scene then goes back to the house again. Inari reminisces about his dad by looking at Naruto because of all that positive vibes and positive energy. Uh, Naruto, I forgot what he specifically says here, I don't have it written down here, but he basically says he's going to become Hokage, he's going to save this village, and he's going to you know, protect Tazuna from any assailants that want to kill him. But guess what? Inari got Inari, he poops all over the party by saying there's no hope for anyone and everyone, and that Gato's crew is going to kill everyone and i have a little note here that says i i i want to beat his ass right now
1: i i want <sighs> i want to agree with you because he's he's not going to change he's yeah. i don't know we'll we'll talk about it more in the next episode but he's
0: i mean he doesn't see, see anything <laughs> he's insufferable is yeah. what he is and like it's just it's annoying like the, the, like not only are you, you know, a person that relies on any anyone and everyone to do everything for you, you also just like wants to, sh- you know, shit on people's parade, and that's what he does. And it's, again, it's insufferable. It's, again, it's the most annoying uh, anime character archetype. And yeah, I, yeah, I've, I've had, I've at this point just about had enough of him, but there is more of him to keep going. Um, kakashi uh talks to inari like outside and basically like tells him a little bit about naruto's past about how he kind of came up and like how he had to kind of scratch and claw for everything he had and that you know he and that like he always stayed true to himself and true to his ninja way and looked a way to forge to keep going forward and that kind of sows the seeds for you know a little bit of a character change in the next episode, and we will get to that for Inari. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. This The scene then skips to the next day. Naruto, by the way, actually faints uh, in between this because he's just too tired, because he's overtrained. Um, the scene then skips to the bridge to, on the next day. Uh, before, uh, before that, uh, Naruto is seen in bed, and Kakashi just says... Yeah, just let him rest. He's a little. He's just too. He's too tired to basically move and do anything. Um, The scene then skips to the bridge where they're protecting Tazuna. Gato, or okay, Zabuza basically starts to invade, and he has a little radio which Gato calls him on to do the job. He crushes it as he is ready to attack the bridge. Uh, the attack starts. The bridge workers are attacked. The mist is formed, and the and also at the same time guys show up at the house. Um, guys show up at the house, um, at Tazuna's house, basically to take uh, someone hostage, to basically threaten Tazuna, um, uh, basically used as another chip um, to kind of bargain uh, for the bridge builder's life. Or to basically to tell the bridge the bridge builder Tazuna to stop building the bridge. Uh, and I'm sorry for jumping back and forth, but right before that Naruto wakes up and basically tries to rush to go to uh, to go to the bridge so that he can help uh, you know his team protect Tazuna um, as Zabuza attacks um, Kakashi and Sasuke with water clones, but they are easily dispatched by Sasuke, and that is where the episode ends.
1: Yeah, I I remember a point at the end where Sasuke was you know dispatching the waricons where he mentions he could see. Now I thought this was like a
0: foreshadowing to you know maybe you know, Gun? maybe just maybe. Uh yeah, I, I I actually thought he activated it at some point already, but apparently not. Uh yeah, it's a yeah it's a bit of it's a bit of really creative foreshadowing for you know being able to read like the battlefield and to be able and also experience like you know he's seen the water clones before he knows some of zabu's tricks and i guess he could just tell like what are what the water clones are and what the water clones or who isn't the water clones like just from experience mm-hmm.
1: and yeah we shall see if he develops more and more with this shine gun
0: Oh, well, he now he it's not the Sharingan yet. He's just doing it by pure instinct at this point.
1: Oh yeah, he has that he's that field the game
0: like Darren Fox. That's a weird comparison, but like I mean, eh, I mean maybe he is using the Sharingan now that I think about it. But like it's foreshadowing. They, he hasn't fully revealed it yet. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, moving on to episode thirteen. Uh, so Naruto is trying to get the bri- get to the bridge. Um, but on the way, he notices... Um, well, well, on the way, he notices something. And then the, the scene skips to back on the bridge. And we're going to be jumping back and forth a lot because that's how the episode goes. Sorry if you get confused. But back on the bridge, Sasuke is going one-on-one with Haku. And it, for some reason, it jumps back to the house. And the Gato thugs who arrive to take uh, someone hostage, it basically takes the mom, while Inari cries like a little bitch again it just never stops with him because he he's basically helpless and he goes through a little bit of a flashback of like you know what what kaiser taught him about courage and about protecting the people that are precious and doing everything that you can and after about you know a long 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 flashback he finally goes to attack the, the captors. And I actually have a note here. This is actually where I started skipping. Because I am so tired of, um, of Inari at this point. And he goes to attack. It then skips back to the bridge. And he, now Haku is trying to get Sasuke to surrender. And he does. And he actually shows that he can do hand signs with just one hand. And he summons needles from the water. Then skips back to the house, and In- Inari charges the the thugs, but then is saved by Naruto because had he charged them, the thugs probably would have killed Inari. And yeah, Naruto comes back to uh, save Inari, and Naruto reveals that he he knew that he needed to come back to the house because he saw a dead boar on the road and sensed something was wrong and something was going to happen at the house. So that's why he came back. And he easily dispatches and ties up the thugs. And, yeah, Inari finally shows a a bit a sign of changing. He's like, oh my god, Naruto, you're so cool.
1: Uh,
0: uh, Um, That was so worth the two, three, however many episodes you've been around. Uh, Yeah, uh, I am not enjoying Inari, as you can tell.
1: No, I, I am not either. Uh, a few notes that I had, you know... You know, why why don't the captors capture Inari, too? You know, might as well make him shut up for a few a uh, few minutes.
0: I, I don't know. Maybe, it's like, me and you were talking about this before. Like, may, maybe they just didn't need him. Maybe, like, the... Well, I, the mom, as you said, said something, right? Right.
1: She would bite her tongue if you touch him. But, you know, they just... I mean they just didn't listen to her anyway at the end they just uh knocked her out and you know decided to go after the kid by killing him
0: yeah um there's no real way I can explain it in a way. I just maybe think maybe like they have maybe these thugs have morals they're like we don't we don't hurt kids you know you know we we have a little bit of goodness in us but again i'm I'm grasping a straws here they just I guess for story purposes they just didn't yeah. do it.
1: Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of story purpose in this, uh, call arc, pretty much. Uh, especially, uh, you know, we, you mentioned about the one-handed jutsus that Haku was doing. And, you know, in the future, uh, it's, uh, hand signs are pretty irrelevant in most cases, I'd say.
0: Yeah, it, it, I mean, like, it just felt like they were planning on doing stuff with a lot of these things that they were, you know, setting up. But like they just ultimately didn't really follow up on them. Like again, the hand signs thing—they become moot, a moot point for the most part in most of the most of the story. And yeah, maybe they had like grand plans for it. But again, they didn't follow up on it. So
1: yeah, I mean, most of it's second nature to the ninjas. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna assume you know if we do this too much, the Naruto series would be a lot longer than it should be. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and also, like, yeah, these podcasts are going to go unnecessarily long with us kind of nitpicking about these things. Um, Yeah. Yeah, like, honestly, just watching back, there's a lot of stuff that you can, like, you know, kind of, you can kind of, like, say, why did they do this? Why did they do that? And why didn't they follow up on this? Why didn't they follow up on that? I mean, yeah, it's it's in our nature to kind of do that, especially now that we're a lot older than when we first seen these episodes. And, you know, me and you were talking before this, like, this is, like, literally the only second time I've seen these. And you have actually, like, you know, well, well, you have actually, like, watched it a lot when you were younger. But this is the first time you've watched it in your adult life, probably.
1: Uh, Yeah, in quite a while. I, I'm pretty sure I w- watched some back in like high school or college but uh yeah back as a kid uh, you would have to wait week by week for each episode and you know while you wait for those new episodes you just start to rewatch some of these episodes and sadly enough i did rewatch some of these inari episodes more than five times i'm pretty sure and
0: i don't know <sighs> why you torture yourself like that um <laughs> that's that sounds terrible <laughs>
1: probably as a kid i i had no sense of what inari was but nowadays yeah thank god i don't watch watch these episodes more than once anymore
0: i would definitely be using the skip button a lot more because like again the inari scenes were so insufferable and luckily for me Uh, I started watching during my middle school years, and by the time that happened, like a lot of the episodes were online, and you know I just streamed them on you know certain websites. So I kind of got lucky there. Yeah,
1: you're lucky. Yeah, I I haven't, I didn't start streaming until uh, when Sasuke left, to be honest. (laughs)
0: Jeez, yeah, I'm like waiting week to week for these episodes. And like, you know, Naruto has, especially in the original series, like there are a lot of these episodes where it's like the individual episodes, not that much happens. But like, you have to watch like, I guess, as an aggregate of like, you know, say a ten a ten series episode where like, say later on, for example, we're gonna go go into the Chunin exams. That is a good ten to twenty episodes. Where, you know, there are a lot of character development, and, but, like, each episode is so slow, and, like, we'll get into, you know, this later, too, but, like, each episode, like, th- there's not much that happens in terms of, like, actual story progress, mm-hmm. and, he, yeah, like, I, I can't imagine what it would have been like to actually wait for these episodes to come out on Cartoon Network back in the day, right?
1: Yeah, or... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Cartoon Network, or Toonami, or whatever it was at the time.
0: Yeah, thank God, thank God I stream this stuff because right now I'm watching Attack on Titan, and like I already know what happens, but like it's it's actually pretty, it's pretty like not infuriating, but like it's every episode they it's just so good that like and so much like so much stuff happens that I just can't wait for like the next week, but mm-hmm. you have to because. It's not out yet, so yeah, I don't want to imagine what it's like to actually watch Naruto back in the day, where honestly not much stuff happens episode to episode.
1: And there's literally, how many episodes? Almost a thousand in total.
0: Yes, including fillers, yeah, it's pretty brutal.
1: Including fillers, Shippuden, and now Naruto. so... Yeah, well, we should move on because it's giving me nightmares now.
0: <laughs> and also, yeah, we don't want to go too long. <laughs> but um, okay, uh, yeah. So let's see, where do we leave off? So, um, uh, so now it goes back to the bridge. Uh, Sasuke is able to actually outduel Haku in the first sequence and actually lands a hit on him and kind of knocks him back. Um, it then goes back to the house again, and Naruto is praising Inari for being brave have brave in quotes uh i don't know what the fuck he did that was brave well i guess like charging the guys was brave you didn't do anything so i just don't give a shit so um anyways uh again goes back to the bridge yes it jumps a lot uh haku activates his crystal ice mirrors jutsu um zabuza that's part of his keke genkai his ice his ice style um Kakashi tries to help Sasuke, but is stopped by Zabuza. Haku basically almost kind of destroys Sasuke here, with basically throwing a bunch of needles at him. And you know Sakura seeing that tries to help Sasuke at, by throwing him a kunai, but it is intercepted by Haku. Um, but you know in the midst of all that, it distracts Haku long enough for Naruto to hit Haku. And that is how the episode ends.
1: Yay. Uh, I have a note. Let's see. You know, Haku's Mirrors? I got to admit, it's one of those innovative jutsus that I thought really got me more into Naruto. Like, we've seen, you know, the Fireball Jutsu or the Thousand Years of Death or the Water Prison, Water Dragon, yada, yada, yada. But Ice Mirrors? And he's just... Like zipping, zagging around this one area uh, to throw like needles and like just pretty much decimating Sasuke. It's it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see, pretty innovative. And uh, I also want to mention that, you know, Haku had his own like little hand sign just to uh, summon those mirrors too. So it's, you know, like he said, it's a keke genkai.
0: Yeah, it is the only time this jutsu appears, and yeah, it's a very unique take on a jutsu. Like, yeah, like it, he's basically—I don't know what the movie is, but like you know, the thousand mirrors type, type thing, where like essentially, mm. you know, it's a, he's only in one spot, but because of the mirrors, like it looks like he's in you know a bunch of other spots. And yeah, it's a really cool idea, and I'm I really I really dug it when he uh, activated them, and you know, I remember the scene. Um, So, like, I was pretty excited to get to it.
1: Yep. We shall see how much damage he does to Sasuke. And to pretty much end this uh, episode 13, yeah, Sakura. Dear God, Sakura.
0: Yeah, the one thing she's done basically in the last two episodes kind of ends up backfiring. But it ultimately did lead to giving Naruto an opening, so she did do something positive, but like, man, like that's all you're able to do, and like for for the writers, like that's all she's able to do, like the, during that entire time.
1: Sadly, yes. Like she, I mean, she finished her training early. What else can she do? <laughs> I might as well protect Tazuna. And, um,
0: nothing. <laughs> yeah,
1: pretty much nothing until episode 13, which <laughs> she's not doing a great job at anyway.
0: Yeah, and again, like, her, her character just ages really badly, and the writing of, and the portrayal of her character, again. I'm just keep, going to keep harping on this. It's, it's just very, it's very problematic in, in 2021.
1: Yeah, well, we'll get to episode 14 and 15, I guess.
0: Okay, now on to episode 14. This episode kind of starts out a little weird, I thought, because it starts out as a recap of the story thus far. And it takes a... Well, I don't have the actual time here, but, like, it takes a good chunk of the episode. It basically, just recaps everything that's happened thus far. You know, Naruto... At, or, like, Team 7 getting the mission to come to the Land of Waves. They fight Zabuza, and, like, now they're protecting the bridge, and now they're here. So that's basically how the episode starts. Now on to, you know, I guess current times sasuke and kakashi um they're basic it basically starts out uh where the last one where the last episode uh ended was basically naruto uh sneaks into the ice mirrors like essentially into the trap instead of staying outside and trying to tactically attack haku like basically jumps right into like the middle of the field and just basically has a comedic moment with Sasuke where he's like, hey Sasuke, I'm here to save you. Sasuke looks at him, and, just like basically, you fucking idiot, and Kakashi's like, come on, like, how do you fuck that up? Uh,
1: yeah, you know, I'm gonna give the benefit of that to say, you know, Naruto didn't know Haku's genkai, you know, with all the talk and flashbacks that was going on outside the mirrors when naruto was still outside the mirrors you know you think sasuke could have escaped while all that was happening
0: well like you know as we find out later haku like he essentially sees them in slow motion so n- no way they would have been able to escape but naruto doesn't have to know about the Kekkei genkai he's just got to see the ice mirrors they're in a circle rule of thumb about a circle don't go into the circle you know <laughs> And he goes in the circle and kind of just fucks up everything, essentially. So, n- next thing that happens, Zabuza throws a kunai uh, at Naruto. But Haku intercepts it, saying that he wants to fight Naruto in his own way. We will find out what he meant by that. But Sasuke then uh, starts to realize that Haku isn't really trying to kill him. He basically, like, pelts him with a shit ton of needles. It's like, hits him with a bunch of needles at certain points. And, like, essentially killing him... I guess the saying is like, by a thousand cuts, as opposed to, you know, one big strike.
1: Yeah, you know, I'd rather have one big wound than pretty much tortured over and over and over again. It's kind of a terrible feeling to feel, I guess, slowly dying.
0: Yeah, I would, I would like to say you would like to say the coward's every way out, but I would take the exact same way out. I do not want to live through torture. If I, were to go, if I was to ever go out, I wanted to happen just like that snap.
1: You know, <laughs>
0: I, I don't exactly want to feel anything. Anyways, uh, existential crisis, you know, aside. Um, Sasuke can't track Haku in the ice mirrors. Haku says he'll take care of uh, Naruto later and decides to go after Sasuke. And he finally kind of activates his jutsu, which is, you know, basically he goes into the mirrors and essentially, like, you know, uh, I think I think it's a Bruce Lee movie, like, uh, I think that's where it comes from, where, like, you know, basically the villain goes into a bunch of mirrors, or, like, he's fighting uh, his villain in a bunch of mirrors, but, like, basically he looks like he's in a bunch of different places when he's really only in one, and this is kind of what this jutsu is, he, he's only in one place, but he's able to kind of use the mirrors to kind of divert like, you know, Sasuke and Naruto's attention. And he's also actually able to jump from mirror to mirror so fast that he's basically in a bunch of places. It's kind of like that. They don't fully explain it just yet, but that's the kind of gist of it. Uh, you know, that's
1: a pretty good analogy. I never doubted that. I remember seeing, I don't remember if it's a Bruce Lee movie or not, about the mirrors, but yeah, I didn't uh, think of that. I mean, it's not like Hawk's Mirror where, you know, you could all be at one place at one time and attack from everywhere. Yeah, just, that's a pretty good analogy, I would say.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of where I think this is from. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the timeline. And imagine it's Bruce Lee's movie came out before this. But yeah, general idea of it. So, as I said, Sasuke can't track Haku in the ice mirrors. He's actually moving, like, as I just mentioned, he moves in slow-mo. Sasuke moves in slow motion compared to Haku. And yeah, basically, he's a, he's like going at light speed there's just no way for sasuke to track him naruto goes inside the circle of mirrors as i as i mentioned just now and basically yeah that's kind of the scene where like everyone calls him an idiot sasuke tries to melt the mirrors with his fireball jutsu but it doesn't work because haku's uh genkai is too strong it like you know logically fire melts ice but is ice, Haku's Kekkei Genkai, is just too damn strong for you know for conventional wisdom for it to work. Uh, <laughs> Naruto tries to use his shadow clones to essentially kind of go at multiple places at once, but again, uh, Haku is moving at light speed while everyone else is moving at slow motion, so he easily dispatches those shadow clones. Kakashi realizes that the ice mirrors are all a part of K- Haku's Kekkei Genkai. Uh, no shit. Um, Haku has a flashback to when he met Zabuza, and he mentions that uh, Zabuza and him have the same eyes, kind of like piquing uh, Zabuza's interest a little bit, and he ends up taking him in. Haku also says he doesn't want to kill Naruto and Sasuke, but may have to, to save the ones that is precious to him, and which is Zabuza. And Naruto, instead, says his dream of, you know, becoming the Hokage, and he's got to protect the ones closest to him. And, you know, it kind of impresses Haku. You know,
1: going back to the Haku flashback, you think uh, Haku dealt with the same Chunin exams, kind of like how Zabuza has dealt with?
0: I don't think so. I don't think he was ever a student, because, I don't know, the implication is that uh, Zabuza was already, like, a blood mist ninja. Like, he was a full-fledged ninja and just kind of took him under his wing. I don't think he, like, made him go to school. I mean, he's
1: probably done a lot worse anyway, to be honest, other than, uh, you know, what has happened in school with Zabuza.
0: Yeah, and didn't he, like, kill all his classmates? I don't imagine much is going to stop him from killing his teachers either, so. (laughs) Well, that's basically how the episode ends. Uh, You have anything else for episode 14?
1: Uh, Like I said pretty much half the episode was chopped off with flashbacks and recaps that really not much has happened um we're still getting to the foot of you know Haku's keke genkai and you know we'll see what Naruto and Sasuke does
0: yeah this whole time like this whole episode I've been talking about is about the span of of maybe 10 minutes honestly like in I guess, game time, or like, you know, an actual Naruto time, because there's so much explaining, there's so much flashbacks. It basically, there barely any time has happened, and then not to mention the little bit of a the flashback, well, not the flashback, the uh, recap at the beginning of the episode. So it kind of cut into the episode time as well. So this is kind of going to be a theme for the next few episodes. There's not a lot of time that passes, and there's a lot of stuff that happened, but nothing, not much of a significance. It's a lot of tedious explaining and, like, strategizing and just kind of analyzation of the battlefield. You know, again, not much happens, but there is a lot of, like, you know, if you're into that kind of stuff, like battle strategies and, you know, critical thinking, like, things like that. But not much physical events actually happen. I mean, it's kind of understandable for, like, a new person
1: uh, that's starting to watch toll. I guess, uh, but you know, in, in the future episodes, it, it's not going to happen as much. Actually, it will probably still happen, depending on whoever knew Jutsu or one mumbo-jumbo. But uh, yeah, this is just a uh, dip foot into the world of Naruto.
0: Well, that's basically episode 14 again, and now let's move on to episode 15. Uh, the episode starts with Kakashi pointing out that Sasuke and Naruto have a desire to win, but not to kill and that haku is basically has the intent to kill and he's in entirely another level in terms of experience and just i guess cruelty i guess would be the way to say it he, he's an experienced ninja he's he's been through some shit is kind of what he's trying to say naruto and sasuke despite having pretty rough past have not really killed anyone yet as i'm guessing what kakashi's trying to say uh, zabuza says that the leaf has gone soft and that he and haku have severed their emotions we will hear that phrase a lot by the way severed their emotions kakashi en- engages in the battle with zabuza and zabuza starts the battle by stabbing kakashi's hand apparently this is i don't know i guess like at this point it, they've never haven't really written out the lore but zabuza says that he is the only one to ever see kakashi's sharingan twice I have a note here, that's not going to hold up, because there are plenty of people who have seen uh, Kakashi's Sharingan and have survived.
1: Yeah, (laughs) well, he's the first one, and you know, like you said, he's the first of many. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, Zabuza does have a plan on how to attack on uh, Kakashi's Sharingan, and in my opinion, I thought it was a pretty good plan for the most part.
0: Yeah, and, you know, like, at this point, we really didn't know what the capability of the Sharingan is, and, you know, uh, this is kind of where I'm talking about, like, you know, uh, before they really introduce anything new, basically, the characters only have what they have to work with and the story has to progress in creative ways. We kind of lose that a little bit later on when they start introducing new jutsu where like they don't really strategize, I guess. There's not a lot of, you know, clever planning, critical thinking and or like critical thought on how like to make the plot interesting they just introduce a new jutsu that's much more powerful and that it's better than basically he beats you because he's better than you not because he's smarter not because he's more clever it's just because he's better than you and this is kind of like one of the start this kind of battle doesn't really happen as much as the series goes on Azabuza says even if kakashi beats him He says uh, Kakashi cannot beat Haku because of uh, Haku's Keke Genkai, a.k.a. the ice mirrors. Uh, Naruto keeps trying to bum-rush Haku inside the mirrors and keeps failing while Sasuke is sitting there trying to figure out the ice mirrors.
1: Smart. Very smart man. Uh, Kind of throwing Naruto under the bus uh, by keep on telling him to, you know, rush Haku. But, you know, he's utilizing what he has. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's kind of, you know, that's the, you know, like, you know, I hate, I hate to use this word for Sasuke. There's some leadership there, kind of <laughs> commanding the troops to kind of, for with a purpose. It's not just commanding him. You know, Naruto basically just attacks without a real purpose. He is attacking for the sake of attacking right now. But Sasuke, you know, being, you know, a very smart ninja, Naruto is attacking without a purpose, and Sasuke is, you know, fighting, trying to trying to figure out something he is approaching the situation with purpose yes very true zabuza reveals that haku has had analyzed the entire uh zabuza and kakashi first the first battle and has uh devised a counter to the sharingan zabuza activates essentially a more powerful version of his hidden misjutsu jutsu and kakashi orders sakura to guard tazuna i don't know how that helps at all but uh. you know You know, he activates the thicker, uh, like, essentially a thicker fog. Jumps back to the ice mirrors. Sasuke manages to burn some of Haku's pants while Haku is attacking Naruto's shadow clones. Kind of, like, basically establishing that Haku is actually jumping from mirror to mirror. He's not just, you know, reflecting himself inside the mirrors. Like, he actually has to jump out. He just jumps really fast to the point where, you know... Uh, Sasuke throws a fireball at, at him and barely, like, catches a little bit of his hands. Sabuza finally st- reveals his plan. He closes his eyes, and in The Hidden Mist, and use so he closes his eyes so that uh, Kakashi can't read his—basically his, his uh, basically can't read his chakra, can't use his hypnotic, hypnotic eye to inflict genjutsu and his piercing, and the Sharingan's piercing power, which reads his chakra. And the idea is that using the Hidden Mist, which kind of essentially blinds Kakashi to a certain degree, and without being able to read Zabuza, he won't know what Zabuza is going to do. So he makes him kind of blind, and he makes him unable to read Zabuza.
1: You know, going back to Haku mirrors and how Sasuke burned his pants you dig it be a little more OP if he did switch from mirror to mirror without jumping through
0: i mean yeah of course like you know that i mean that would make him like truly unbeatable like zabuza is t- you know talking a big game of how good haku is and you know if he could actually do that he might he might seriously be stronger than both kakashi and zabuza and that's a pretty scary thought to be honest
1: and yeah and you know another thing Again, I, I feel like there's a lot of foreshadowing with what's going to come with Sasuke. And, you know, I'm pretty sure we've said it already in previous episodes, but, you know, his, his Sharingan, he, he can see things uh, in a much, I guess, slower reaction. And he's developing more and more per episode, I'd say, especially with this one. Uh, of course, he's going to develop it probably even more in later episodes. But yeah, it's it's still the building stones to what is going to become Sasuke's Sharingan.
0: Yeah, uh, and I, I keep forgetting he hadn't actually revealed it. I swear to God, he already revealed it. But you know, spoilers yeah. for those guys, for the people who a- haven't actually watched these episodes. I'm sorry. It's been out for like 20 plus years. <laughs> so, I'm sorry if I spoiled it for you. But yes, he does activate the Sharingan. And going forward, like, you know, skipping ahead, of course, of course, I think it's because, like, they hadn't like, clearly established, like, the lore and, you know, planned it out that far in advance. But, you know, later on, we re- it's revealed that the Sharingan, you can see color like you know regardless of anything that's in front of you so like most of zabuza's plans useless because as long as kakashi has the sharingan he can see zabuza because you glow blue like you know no matter what so it doesn't matter but i guess for the sake for the sake of like these few episodes we'll just pretend that kakashi cannot see him for some reason
1: yeah maybe you know zabuza should have out blue mist or something i don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: possibly but uh yeah the episode ends with uh sasuke ordering naruto to escape the prison but he is unable to because haku is just too damn fast
1: yep and he's starting to actually do some lethal damage too
0: yeah you know he's throwing like tons and tons of needles and yeah he's the damage is racking up and sasuke and Naruto's gonna have to figure out something to beat haku if they can
1: oh uh, yeah we shall see
0: so oh, yeah, what were your thoughts on uh, these episodes? These five episodes? It was just to kind of round it out.
1: I mean, when was the last episode uh, for our podcast that we posted for Naruto?
0: It's been a while. It's been like so, at least like a month or two because we we just yeah. ha- always had to reschedule this. Right. I watched it a while ago,
1: and I had to actually rewatch it just because I actually forgot a lot of this stuff, and. Gosh, the second rewatch is as hard as the first one because half of it was Nari, of course. And uh, the last half, it, it got interesting, but it's just, like I said, the stepping stone still. Right? Like, We've we watched these episodes before, it's just that it's, it's getting a little too slow for us still.
0: Yeah, like the first 10 episodes, I was able to sit through all of them in one sitting this one, I had to do two sittings, just because, like, the first three episodes, like, 11 through 13, it is insufferable, because there's so much Inari in there, and, like, the annoying—again, I I hate that character archetype, and I hate Inari. Like, it's annoying, it's whiny, it's just uh, pointless, and ultimately it ends up being pointless, because Inari doesn't really amount to much, and— other than that, like, you know, it's actually kind of everything else is actually fine. Like, I like them kind of going into, like, this, the status and, like, the impoverishment that is the Land of Waves community and just how, like, poor the country is and how they're suffering. It's actually fun to learn, to learn about Kaiza as well. Just learn about the history and the, you know, of the country and how it came to be. It's mm-hmm. But it's just sprinkled in there with Inari and that unfortunately kind of taints like the first 3 episodes for me the, the t- last two episodes 14 and 15 like they just like stuff happens and it's interesting but it just feels tedious like again there's about maybe 15 minutes of actual game time within these two episodes and it's going by pretty damn slow and it really starts to drag on after a while
1: oh yeah for sure like i think in my opinion overall, this like arc is better in some ways story wise than other arcs, but you know, we don't get to know much more about uh Haku or Zabuza. It it's what I mean, it, it's shown what we have at the moment, you know?
0: Yeah, and like it's actually one of my sadder sadder parts of the uh anime slash manga. I wish there was more Zabuza and Haku because Haku himself is just such an interesting character, and Zabuza himself is pretty interesting as well. I wish there was more on the Seven Swordsmen. I don't think they ever actually delve deep into the Seven Swordsmen in general, but, like, you know, Haku's, again, one of the most interesting characters, and his keke genkai, like... You know, at this point, like, it's it's probably the most powerful jutsu we've seen so far, but, like, we see a lot more, like, powerful jutsu going forward, and I do wonder, like, you know, again, going really far ahead, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling things for you, but... Like, again, the series has been out 20 years. But, like, how does Haku's uh, genkai stand up against, say, the Akatsuki? How does it stand up against Kisame, Hitachi, and those guys? I would like to see just how powerful this jutsu is. And, like, maybe if, like, if Kakashi, like, uses Kamui, like, could that actually, like, you know, nullify uh, the ice smears? We just never get the answer to those. And, you know, the, the war arc... Uh, Later on in Shippuden, like you get a little bit snippet of you know Haku and those guys, but it's not much. Yeah, they they
1: introduce a lot throughout the whole you know Naruto universe. Yeah, they leave out a lot of stuff like you said, and it's too bad that we don't get to see more of this. And you know, in my opinion, I'm pretty sure if Haku has this type of kagenkai, I'm pretty sure he has a lot more jutsu under his sleeve. And with the seven swordsmen, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Like, there's seven of them. If they're as good as Zabuza, and we'll get to one later on into the future, they're all they're all pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, and again, jumping ahead, there's always one character that I've always found interesting, but they never dive into uh, Suigetsu's, uh brother, Mangetsu. Like, they never dived into him, and apparently he's. He's the only swordsman to to be able to wield all seven swords, and guess what? There's jack shit about him in the series.
1: Yeah, it's right. Those swords are pretty useless.
0: <laughs> yeah, and again, we don't we don't get you know just all that much depth into that. Well, well, hopefully at some point. Well, at this point, probably not because they're into Boruto. So I don't know. Maybe i oh, maybe I missed a filler here or there, but I don't. I remember it's going through the wikis, and there wasn't anything on that, but. Yeah, again, very bad, honestly, bad first three episodes because exclusively of Inari. The rest, the episodes themselves are okay for the most part. I just can't stand Inari. And 14 and 15 don't have Inari, so they're fine. But again, very slow episodes. And, you know, this is going to be the theme for the next five episodes as well. It's a very, very slow burn. At least you don't have to see him for a while. Yeah, I think we have to see him for the last episode where he says bye. But at least that point, I hopefully he's not a whiny little bitch. So we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. Well, that's gonna be it for these five episodes. Uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed, and you know, if you guys do enjoy, keep listening to them. And well, we do plan on keep you know keep doing these, and you know, we'll see where this goes. Like this will be fun. Yeah, we shall see. Let's get more
1: of the suffering through. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, we'll, you know, catch you guys hopefully on the next episode. We do, of course, we'll have more Sackings Therapy uh, coming up. This is just a little bit of a bonus. And, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully you enjoy it and, you know, hope, and, like, you enjoyed the ride with us through Memory Lane with one of our uh, favorite series growing up.
1: Yes, I guess we'll see you guys in the next episodes.